At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast. Myself, Tim Mazzariana, and Dave, as always, my co-host, partner in crime. And uh, tonight we have uh, Dialed Archery, and and from Dialed Archery, we have Scott joining us tonight. Scott, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Thanks good for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad have to, to have you on tonight. It's uh, kind of cool to, to you're 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 looking at your products and. Uh, really cool designs but i wanted to start off a little bit by just talking about the the company itself you know how you guys got started thought process really behind the concept of uh dialed archery which is you know obviously you guys make sites um but dialed archery and how you guys got started with it and i want to kind of take a look at this thing and uh you got to explain to me the, the ins and outs of it for sure yeah i don't so, did uh dave have something Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, just seeing it in general, I was like, oh, my God, I got to talk to these guys. This thing looks so unique and much different than what we're used to seeing in the industry. And to be honest with you, when you when you you bring this new design to the table, but not only is it a new design, but it also incorporates some really cool color schemes, which I love. We love to see. In fact, we were just on a podcast with Mike's Archery actually right before this, and we were talking about uh, Bear Archery had launched a bow a few years back called Anarchy in a, a bright line green. And I, lime green, and I, I was just looking at your website, thinking, "Oh my God, that's that lime green almost that would mm-hmm. probably match that bow if we had it here." Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of that's a kind of a good segue. Um, so that I mean, that's really what like started dialed archery um, was just uh, you know our our group, um, you know our team. So it's myself as an owner, um, my business partner Taylor Coleman, and then my other business partner uh, Jordan Riley. And then we have uh, TJ and Kyle as our two engineers. So that's, I mean, that's the core team. Um, but that's kind of, I mean, that's what, you know, ignited the flame for Dialed is just a group of guys that, you know, we're all gearheads and um, we like really techie, cool, you know, high-end products. And just kind of, you know, that I've spent my life uh, while the, the you know, better part of my life in the archery industry. And, um, we all have had some sort of involvement in the industry. So we had a pretty good, you know, um, a pretty good gauge as to, you know, what, what kind of was going on. And, um, we just, we felt that there was an opportunity for, um, not necessarily even a site, but just, um, you know, just kind of seeing where the industry was going with, you know, private equity getting involved and stuff like that. Um, there just, there wasn't really, it's, it had been a while since there was a, a product or a company that kind of made people like look and be like, what the, like, what, like, what were they, like, what were they thinking, you know? And we, we picked the site category specifically um, just because we thought that was a category that had been stale for a very long time. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of good products that have been in that category for a long time, but um, it's just, there hasn't been anything new. And really like the last time I can remember there ever really being excitement about a site is when Garmin launched their, um, yeah, their zero site. And I'll, I'll never forget that year. I mean, that was the best year for archery accessory companies because it was the first time in decades that there was attention put on an accessory rather than a bow or a broadhead or whatever so yeah that's I mean just just kind of feeling you know that you know we and even the products that we were using ourselves like we all liked them but we were using them because it was our best option at the time you know and so yeah we we wanted to design a site that um, you know our our motto is um, designed on purpose so everything that we put into the Arxos, there was a reason for it um, every feature there's a reason behind it and ultimately those reasons are to benefit the shooter um, we're on a lot of sites I, I feel like you know there was features included like just because that's what you know, we're supposed to do that's that's because that's the way it's always been done where we took all those features and we're like why is it done that way like why has it always been done that way and then do the opposite and um it it was pretty crazy how fast or how quickly that all came together and you know we we really didn't it, a site was just kind of our first um it was kind of like our first try. Like we weren't even really sure if that's what we were going to go with. It was just, that's what we picked first. And then if that didn't work out, then we'd move on to something. I mean, we had a whole long list of different, you know, products we wanted to, to try. It's just the site we felt was kind of the low hanging fruit. And it, it, like I said, it was amazing how fast we actually had a site designed. And then we all kind of like sat back and we're like, holy shit we we might have something here um and then it just you know we never look back from there i i will tell you this on this design and since i shoot more archery bows than tim does i'll, I'll speak to this um the design here this tape this this first off you guys call it the void this dial wheel which is yeah in my opinion obviously gives it the look is it the the straight out you know people see it it's it's a it's a jaw dropper it's like whoa what's that you know so totally understand I, obviously you guys hit it out of the park with this design. I mean, it looks stunning when you just see it and you're like, wow, what's that? Right. So that part of it, you know, a plus boom, you got that look, but this switch tape idea is, is genius really. So basically what they're doing here, Tim, is they're allowing you to put the, the tape um, numbers on the inside of the site. So when you're, you're, you're looking at your, your bow, it's right here instead of have to look to the outside, but you can do either one. It looks like, but it looks like the inside to me would be like unbelievable. Cause now I can see right there on the inside to make sure I'm on 20 if I'm aiming at 20. Right. So if I pull back and I'm freaking out cause of buck fever, I can actually double check by just looking, glancing to the right to make sure I'm on the right pin that I'm, I set myself up for. Uh, can you speak to that design, I guess, a little bit, the void and the switch tape and how that kind of interacts? Yeah. I mean, you, you pretty much, uh, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, so the void dial, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, having that, uh, that donut looking dial, um, we, we looked at, um, and, and I, we still have like our, um, um, I, I guess, I, I don't know what you would call it. Our, uh, our, our dream board or whatever, where we literally just had like this poster 
and we took images or designs from like everywhere. Like we literally just like scoured the internet, magazines, everything. Um, and just kind of like looked at all these different shapes and designs and um, we're kind of looking for like what really popped, what got our attention. And um, that design, I believe, if I remember correctly, it actually came from a motorcycle. And as soon as we saw it, we were like, that would make a dope, you know, dial. And we, that's how we got that look. And, um, you know, from, from a overall like aesthetic, um, it's, you know, from a branding standpoint, it's very recognizable. Like you see that dial and you see the hole in it, you know, it's us, right. Nobody else yeah. has that. Um, from a functionality standpoint, having that void dial that allowed the, the entire dial to go through the frame of the site. So what that led us to do is now we could take all of our gears, all of our guts, everything that makes the site work and bring them internal where everybody else's is external because their dials are external, right? They're just bolted onto the side and all they do is drive a gear that's located on the outside of the site where ours is a, is like a hub and spoke system. So the, the dial actually goes through the gear, which is inside and that's where everything's moving. So that protects everything. So now you don't have to worry about dust, dirt, debris getting jammed up into your gears because it's all protected and it's all weather sealed too. So um, but then to your next point that gave us the opportunity of having our switch tape ring, which is our yardage ring located on the inside, which every other dial site has their yardage ring located on the outside. And again, that's the way it's always been done. And that's the way we've all used it. But one thing I learned a very long time ago is people are much more loyal to their quivers than they are to their site. And with the design of quivers changing to being very, very in line with the bow um, and not hanging off the side so much where before you had a gap between your riser and your quiver that you could look through to see your dial. But as quivers start getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter to the bow, you lost that gap. So in order to see your yardage, a dial, you always had to look around your quiver. Um, but now, by putting it on the inside when you're at full draw all you got to do is just kind of peek uh to the inside and it's right there um but you do have the option of running it on the outside as well you know the conventional way if that's how you want to do it um so you get to pick you know if you want it on the inside or the outside obviously with the introduction of you know the matthews v3x with the bridge lock system and then hoyt having their picatinny system um, moving the site from the outside of the, of the riser to the, to the center of the riser. I mean, that just made that, that inline or that inside tape even more, um, of, of a better, uh, option. And then, uh, with the switch tape rings, you can also interchange them too. So if you have multiple arrow setups, um, that are different, that's obviously going to be different yardage tapes for each arrow setup. So now you can have multiple rings preset and then you're just swapping them out. You're never having to recite in. So, you know, you could go from shooting a 3d shoot over the weekend with your really light um, target arrows to coming home and jumping in a, in a deer stand that same afternoon, just by switching your rings out and using heavier arrows. So it's just, it's kind of a whole package. Um, but then with the void dial too, you know, just overall, we were really going for a very clean and kind of sex appeal with the site. And 
with that void dial, we knew we wanted to offer different color options, um, which has always been, you know, offered in like string accessories and different parts, but never on a site. It was always black frame, black dial. Um, and so we knew going into it, we wanted to offer a customizable aspect of the site. And with that void dial, now you can have that, you have the option of 13 different colors. So you can swap your dial colors if you want to. Um, it's really just, it's a customizable uh, system. Yeah, the frame, the colors look so sweet on the frame alone. I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. I mean, this yeah. dialed earth, sage, uh, smoke. I mean, just some really cool ideas here. Um, and that was, you know, and that was to match the the different riser colors. So like, uh, yeah, like obviously black is black. Um, and then our sage would match like um, the Matthews ambush or the Hoyt uh, wilderness. Any anything that's like that OD. Uh, that OD green uh, tone and then earth is obviously you know kind of a brown um, a brown color palette which would match um, the Hoyt buckskin um, or like a prime I think they call it morale uh, is their yeah. brown um, yeah. and then smoke uh, that was that was directly to match uh, the Matthews granite and it it's uh, it's almost on a a direct match and those are all our own recipes too so um the one thing well another thing we do different is we seracote we don't anodize which everybody else does and the seracoting if you're familiar with seracote um you know it's been used in the firearm industry for decades and it's been a process that i've almost well i have almost i have become obsessed with just because it is so cool what you can do with seracote and it's a very durable um, coating, but it gives us that option of creating our own color recipes. So all those colors, the sage, the earth, and the smoke, those are our own uh, recipes. Like we had to, like through trial and error, come up with those color palettes to match the bow colors. Um, so you won't find those, you know, in any other Cerakote shop. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love how you, you know, you kind of hit on the two things that I picked up right away looking at looking at this site is that it it does look very techy you know from that standpoint it's not just the site by the way because i'm on there right now um i've never seen a 3d generator when you're shopping yeah. for a site before where you can flip it any way you want and look at it that's cool that's yeah. super techy and i love it um but but it's 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 the techy side but but it's the simplicity side too right too right and you hit on that when you said, you know, the clean lines to everything, kind of internalizing all those components. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it, it, it is not simple, but it looks so super clean um, that it's just something that you can imagine on your bow just because of how cool it looks just, just from that standpoint. Um, now that, that dial though, that makes it fully, cause it's a single pin right now, right? It, it's a single post with a dual pin. So we have okay. one, we have one post in there. Um, with a top and a bottom pin. Um, That's so the green on ran. top, red on bottom. Is that what I'm correct? Okay, yeah, got correct. It. So it it's it it it's designed to be ran as a single pin, but you do have that that second pin as like a safety net or like a, a backup. Um, so for anybody, I, I'm a single pin user through and through. You'll never convince me to use anything otherwise. But 
we wanted to have a second pin just for those skeptics or for anybody that was transitioning from a multiple pin to a single pin. Um, they almost have a little peace of mind now having that second pin. But um, with that being said, we will have multiple pin options um, in the future. Uh, it's just the the single post was the it was the quickest way to to get a site to market. Yeah, no, the, I, I didn't think I was running anything because it said coming soon on your website yeah. for the three and five pin. But uh, yeah, we're that was the bottom it. pin. So that, that dial, though, that allows you to adjust the yardage of that yep. top pin, though, right? Yep. And and so you could, you know, talk, walk, walk me through the sighting in of this of this site. Like, how do you do so, it? What's the process? So it, it's really no different than any other adjustable site. Um, what, what is different with ours is that there's no, there's no math. There's no equation. Um, you can shoot whatever yardages you want to shoot. So like most sites, it'll come with a setup tape pre-installed and that's literally a tape with a bunch of, uh, numeric numbers on there. They, the numbers don't mean anything. They're just reference marks. Correspond to some, yeah. Chart. And uh, it, it's literally just so you know, okay, my 40s at this mark, my 50s at this yeah. mark, whatever. You could use a blank tape if you wanted to. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the first process is, um, or, or I guess the first step to the sighting process is uh, finding your 20 yard mark, um, which, you know, with our site, um, you know, I the most ideal scenario is having your dial bottomed out. So that's where your scope housing is in the highest position. And then you sight in your 20 yard mark by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in the vertical rail. Okay. So that does, that does two things. One that sets your dead stop. So now your 20 yard mark is set to where your dials bottom out. So if you ever got yourself in a scenario, um, you know, where you had your dial rotated and all of a sudden you had to make a quick rotation back to zero, you're not looking to set it. You know that if you it bottoms out it all the way, yeah, yeah you got know, it. you know, that's your dead stop. But then two, that'll give you the most range out of your tape. So the longer you can prolong actually going to your tape to sight in, then you'll get more range out of your tape, which that goes into a whole nother side of the Arxos um, and its design. So that's step one. And then after that, it's just walking back and shooting. You know, we always say, you know, the more yardages you can shoot, the more data points and the more data points means the more accurate the tape. Um, where some tape systems, like you shoot two yardages and right. then, you Taking know, do some math. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's great. But, um, you know, the, the most accurate way to do it is to shoot multiple ranges. And then once you get those ranges marked out, um, we have a little card that comes with the site and you'll mark your marks on that card and then just lay that card next to the pre-printed yardage tapes and see which one matches up the best. Gotcha. So it, it's, it's very similar to just making your own tape and shooting your own yardages, but you don't have to necessarily shoot every yardage. You can shoot you know, 20, 40, 60, 80, or 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever you want to do. And, and then just getting those onto that card and then seeing which tape match up the best. Um, and then, like I said, if you change anything about your, your setup, whether it's arrows, um, broadhead weight, uh, fletchings, anything that's going to affect the speed of that bow, um, that's going to be a different, uh, a different tape. So having those switch tape rings, 
allows you to have multiple tapes on different rings and then you can just interchange them. So then that's, that's getting everything cited into that top pin. So now to get your bottom pin, which we call our stub XR pin, you would bottom out your site to where your top pin's 20 and then just walk back, shoot, aiming with your bottom pin and finding where that's hitting. And most of, for most of our setups, the average person, it's right around 50, which is where we tried to get that okay. second pin. Yeah. We, re we really tried to have it be a 30 yard gap rather than a 15 or a 20 yard gap because whether people know or not, um, from 20 to 40, it's really not that big of a drop. Like with most setups, if you set your sight at 40 and aimed with your top pin, you can shoot 20 to 40 without really adjusting anything. So we felt that if you were going to use a multiple pin or a two pin, why not get the most range out of it to where you're the most effective between a a, lar a, a longer range. And that would be roughly about a 20 and 50. So from 20 and 50, you can literally shoot without ever touching your dial just by using your two pins. So that's, that was the design of that pin system. And well, then, that makes a lot of sense for, I mean, your site, obviously, but uh, a lot of single pins that are, that are lacking that for sure. So that, that's, that's an awesome feature, man, for sure. Well, and, and it, 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 and this is, I mean, I could talk about this all day. I mean, you are the most accurate with a single pin and it, it's, it's just because you don't have the scope clutter, um, you're focused on the target rather than looking at your pins because you can't focus on the target. Hey, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Thank you so much for support and watching this show here on Carbon TV or listening to it wherever you get your podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank the sponsors who help us bring this show to you guys and keep it interesting and fun. I want to thank Tinks, Cat Work Truck, Camp Chef, Cobra Archery, HHA and HHA USA, Mojack, Thorn Broadheads, Victory Archery, Burris, Reveal Trail Cams, Apex Competitions, Heat Hog, Deer Camp Coffee, and Under Armour. Make sure you check out and log on and sign up on the bowhunterplanet.com brand new website. It is simple, it is awesome, and it's a great place to chat bow hunting and archery with a whole bunch of like-minded people. So we'll see you soon, and now, back to the show. Pins at the same time, because that's two different parts of your brain. So with a multiple pin, you're constantly having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and that just wastes a lot of time and energy, where with a single pin or a single post, you can. it's like shooting a handgun or a shotgun. Wherever you look, that's where your hands are going to go. Mm -hmm. so if if you can it, it, it's kind of like the best of both worlds you know if you can accomplish to where okay i'm using a single post but i'm still covering this amount of yardage ranges where normally i would have needed three pins to do that it's you know you're you're almost better off so at least that was our philosophy and again you know at the end of the day it's whatever people are comfortable with and confident in but um, that was the approach we took for, you know, designing the, this initial launch of the Arxos with the Stub XR pin. So how, how has the launch been going? You, you said, I know we were talking before we uh, started recording here that you guys just passed your one year mark. Mm -hmm. how, how has it, how has it been going? Yeah. So we're coming up, um, 
November 16th, I believe will be our official one year anniversary since we launched uh, the Arxos. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been awesome. Um, I mean, the response to, you know, that, that, like we've talked, you know, the Arxos is different and um, there, there are those that have ordered the site that absolutely love it. And, um, you know, that we, we have those raving fans and then we've had the people that have totally hated it. And, and we knew it wasn't, we didn't design the Arxos to um, appeal to the masses. We knew it was gonna be a niche group of people um, that would appreciate just the thought and creativity that went into it and that understand why we did what we did. Um, so, I mean, there's been, it, there's been the good, there's been the bad, but overall it's been, it's been just a roller coaster. Um, I mean, one, owning your own business. I mean, that's a learning experience in itself, but then just, um, none of us had, we thought we knew what we were getting ourselves into. Um, but we had no clue, um, just, you know, what it takes to launch a new product and the headaches, the stress, the, the anger, the, the sadness, the excitement. I mean, it's this roller coaster of emotions. Um, but overall, the, the overall, um, reception of the Arxos has been has been awesome so that's you know for for the hard days you get that one you know social media comment or that one support email where you know people are are supporting you and encouraging you're like you know that's yeah that you know that's why we did this but it's it's been good um we've learned a lot um i mean even from like our, it's funny, like we look at our gen one sites that we all were using last fall and we look at them, we're like, I can't believe we showed people these, like these things are hideous looking and how are we ever excited about this to now? So to see the transformation, um, you know, it's, it's like your little child, like you're watching it bloom into, I was going to um, say, you don't, you don't have your own kids are never ugly. Right. So that, right. that's how you. You can well, look back on it and, and have a different opinion, but at the time. I, I will fully admit that this child of ours, the Arxos, is a total degenerate. So because <laughs> it, it's, like I said, there's there's good weeks and bad weeks, but um, it, it was right out of the gates. Um, we, we realized we were onto something and we did not expect... Um, like the influx of comments and just how eager people were or like how hungry consumers were for something new in this category. Like we, we felt that way, but we did not realize how many others were feeling that way until we launched this product. And it was like, you know, so many people have been waiting for something like this for so long. Um, we, we couldn't have time. We couldn't have timed it any better in my opinion, yeah. as far as when we, when we launched um, the arc. So, so um, it's been, it's been awesome. And like I said, we, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we're, we're all perfectionists and, and specifically me. Um, I've probably been our biggest critic uh, throughout this whole process. And um, in fact, when prior to this, this podcast I was I was just reflecting on some emails and I was like man you know it's kind of unfair how critical I've been but at the same time um 
you know, we, we have everything on the line, you know, with this product. So we want it to be the best it can be. And throughout this whole process, throughout the last year, we've, we've continuously made little tweaks here, little tweaks there, just constantly trying to, um, refine, um, you know, some of the, the components and, um, increasing efficiencies, you know, how can we do this better? What, how can we make this part better? Um, so it's just, it's never ending, but that's, you know, that's why we did it too, is, is to try to make the best site, you know, out there. Yeah. No, so the, so, so the, on, the housing, the housing, uh, I, I haven't obviously used it, so I don't know exactly, but it looks to me as though the top of the housing has a black cap, which you can move to slide over the light to allow, allow less light into the system. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yep. Yeah. So that's, uh, we call that our optic slide. So all That's of our cool. fiber is contained in a little pill-shaped track on the top of the of the scope housing because that's where the majority of your light comes in. Um, but then, yeah, so now we just have like a it's almost like a uh, like a sunroof on your car um, that you can just slide over and control how much fiber is exposed to the um, to the sunlight. And then um, you know it's very small, it's very petite. Um, so it just you know again it just kind of goes with that whole clean look. And then that's also where um, we currently have a site light that's being developed and that's where the site light will go as well. Um, it'll actually be a replacement piece of that optic track. Um, so yeah, if you're hunting, sense. well, so that way, I mean, if you're hunting, you know, out West where, you know, states don't allow uh, a site light, you still have your original um, optic slide that you can throw on there. And then when you get back home, and you want to throw a sight light on there, you can just, you can swap them. So, you know, again, it's just, when you look at all the features, it goes back to that, you know, everything was designed on purpose and it was listening to, I mean, I mean, it's been years of listening to, you know, pro shops, consumers, and, you know, just our own experiences. And a lot of it just, it seems like kind of like, minor like not really that big a deal but when you put it all together um there's just a lot of little things where it's like that's you know how why hasn't anybody else done that you know like probably one of the biggest features that we get comments on is our um our uh, top level um moving the level from the bottom of the housing to the top um you know that was one thing when we did that um you know, we, for days we talked about it and we're like, what are we missing? Like, why has nobody else ever done this? And by moving your level from the bottom to the top, now it's more in your peripheral vision. So if you've ever been on target and even more so long distance shooting, but if you've ever been on target and you go to look at your level, it goes back to what I said, you know, wherever your eyes look, that's where your hands look. So if your level's in the bottom of the housing, and you look to make sure your levels level, where are your eyes looking? Down, right? Yeah. So where, where are your hands going to go? Down. So now, a lot of times when you do that, you find yourself sitting below the target. And now to get back on target, you got to raise up, which is fighting gravity. So it's using more energy, burning, you know, using time, where with the level in the top, now it's right in your peripheral vision. So you're actually kind of staring through the level to see your target picture and if you do take your eye off the target to look at the level you're looking up which now if your hands are going to move they're going to move up which to get back down on target you're coming down which is natural so i mean i was going to ask you about that yeah because that to me 
when I first saw it, I thought I was looking at this upside down for a second, but then I realized mm-hmm. you guys put it at the top and I thought, man, that's smart. Like, I, it's, you know, it's, it's genius, funny. Really. It's funny how many people have like looked at our site and they grab it and they flip it upside down. So the levels on the bottom <laughs> and they, they ask, they ask, why do you have your pin coming from the top? That's <laughs> like, hilarious. No. We have the pin coming from the bottom, the level coming from the top, <laughs> backwards. So yeah, it, awesome. but, but it's one of those things where we're, we're like, we can't, how are we the only ones that have thought of this? But it, it's weird at first because you're so used to having your level on the bottom, but after a couple yeah. shots, it's, it's so natural. Um, so again, it's, it, it's just one of those things where it was just, there was a reason for why we did it and it works. Yeah, it just it looks like weight-wise, sure. uh, you guys are claiming 12.5 ounces. Um, yep. So I was going to bring that up. Like, is that like a um, – is the weight of a site like a, kind of a hidden thing in the industry or something? No reason I'm asking is because I went on a whole bunch of websites while you were talking to look at all your competitors. And out of all of them that are in the price point of this, only one of them had their weight on there. The other ones did not. But I'm just wondering, is that like somewhere people, they try to be quiet about it or what's I the, think what's so. The... I think so. Just because I think um, nowadays sites are getting heavier. Um, and we were very uh, um, weight conscious. Um, you know, we, we wanted to try to make the site as light as we could, but we, we also weren't willing to give up weight to, to sacrifice what we ultimately were trying to achieve with the site. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it weighs what it weighs because of what we have in it. Um, we are kind of on the lighter spectrum compared to, um, other sites out there, but, um, I mean that, that from our experience, you know, obviously we've tested a bunch of other people's sites. Um, you know, the average site is in that 13 to 14 ounce range, uh, dovetail site, um, so yeah, for us to be in at, at 12, 12 and a half, you know, we're, we're pretty proud that, that we're on the lighter spectrum, but, you know, again, a lot of that was, you know, looking at other sites and literally like dissecting them and being like, you'd end up with like, okay, these are your primary parts. And then there was this pile of all this other stuff. And it's like, what do all these other parts do? Right. And then really eliminating 75% of those. And then ending up with what we had um so i mean like if you were to do a part count from like one of our competitors if you were to count every component every part that went into that site and then you counted ours we're over like so we're we're over half less parts wow so yeah we eliminated as far as a, and this is my last question i i just this one's important but it's also interesting so as far as your your end user um, who do you guys suspect are the ones who will be buying this? Like, cause you know, obviously it's 500 bucks. It's not necessarily yeah. the cheapest thing out there. It's pretty much at the top of its class for anybody that competes with you. Um, you're slightly above. So like everybody mm-hmm. else is around like the, at these level, at this type of level of a site. So you're at some of these, some of these guys are around 450, a couple around 350. Um, and then you have your higher level, which would be like your Garmin, your Burris at the, you know, the, the range finding type around eight, eight, $900. So there's definitely a room here. I'm just curious, like, are you seeing like the most of your sales coming from Matthews users, Hoyt users? Cause you guys do, you know, have that and people are already spending a lot of money on a bow. So obviously they probably could afford it. So I guess, what's your thoughts on that so far? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really been, uh, um, 
it's been a wide range, but yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, math or shooters have been the, the dominant, um, customer, but I mean, a lot of that was because when we designed our dovetail, um, we designed it specifically for the bridge lock system where like everybody else's bars will work with the bridge lock. Ours was literally designed for that. So it fits the, the bridge lock, um, system like a glove. But no, I mean, we've had, I mean, just a little bit of everybody, but, you know, again, when we, when we designed the Arxos, we knew it wasn't going to be for everybody. Um, we were going after a pretty specific uh, consumer, you know, somebody that was like us, uh, techie, um, not afraid to spend money on, on cool stuff and, you know, just appreciates like something different. And we really like, honest to God, like we, we really tried to be price sensitive. Um, we knew there was a ceiling of what we could charge for this and we weren't going to charge anything more than what, uh, we had to, but you know, because it is different, there are different processes involved. I mean, like for one, Cerakote is not cheap. Um, Cerakote is probably about three times more than anodizing. Um, wow. but it gave us, but it gave us the customization part, which we weren't going to sacrifice that. Um, you know, and just overall, I mean, there's just a lot of expense that went into that site and designing that dovetail to specifically like fit the, the, the bridge lock system. That was a very specific, you know, you know, CNC machine. And there's a lot of machine time in that site. So we, we learned real quick that we weren't going to be able to hit the retail that we were, we were targeting. And after that, it was like, okay, well, let's just do what we can to complete our wish list, And then we'll do what we can to, to try not make, try not to, you know, make this thing too expensive. And, um, you know, we, we've had a little bit of pushback on the, on the price, but again, you know, we, we expected that. Um, and it, it's just, you know, it, it's just kind of where we're at. Like you pay for, for quality stuff. And, um, you know, like, like I said, we're still trying to make the Arxos better. So, um, well, it's just the beginning too, right? I mean, you guys are just starting. This isn't like, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, if you, if you guys got ordered from Bass Pro Shop or 50,000 of them, of course your price eventually could come down. It just well, depends, and that's, right? yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately that's, that's your goal, right? Is, you know, when you start off, you have all, all these startup costs, your quantities are down. So your, your, your prices are higher. So eventually, you know, you, you, you try to, you know, scale your products to where um, your prices come down and that's ultimately our hope. But at the same time, you're combating environmental factors, like, you know, what's the price of aluminum going to do, you know, yeah, um, you know, too. like we use some, um, we use some injected molded parts and, um like the price of polyurethane com continues to climb um even hardware like the price of hardware continues to increase so you know we like in the end like i said we're just a bunch of guys that like cool stuff and we want to make a cool product and share that with a bunch of people um you know if we get rich doing it that'd be pretty badass but you know we're not expecting it we just like I said, we just want to make cool products that, that, uh, ultimately help people. So we're going to do everything we can to, you know, keep our prices moderate. And, um, you know, th there's just a lot that's outside of our control. Unfortunately. Well, listen, if there's, um, 
Whatever products that I love, it's products that I can customize to match my uh, custom made Converse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you got it nailed for me, man. You yeah. Know? Well, and that's, <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny. It's funny because we really, we, when, when we decided that's what we we're going to do, um, again, from my experience, it's my career. I mean, it's black will always sell the best, like black and black, but it'll yeah. always sell the best because it goes with everything. And it's funny how, you know, as manly as we think us guys are, we like color, right? And, uh, you know, so it, it just kind of gives you that personal touch. And, you know, it's like the, you know, the Rifleman's Creed, like, you know, this site is mine and it is only mine. You know, you may have one like it, but, you know, the, you can build it to how you want it. And, you know, you and your buddies maybe shoot the same site, but they all look different. So the, oh, it no. was just, Again, it was just it's a way to different. be unique, right? I mean, that's, well, that's it's, the name of the game. Exactly, so. exactly. You know, it's it's just something to offer that's different that nobody else is doing, and we had the means to do it. Um, sure. We have a great Cerakote shop that that we use, so um, it was kind of like, why not? You're gonna so. have to give a heads up to Dave. Um, I was digging deep into your your website here. I saw that you did a limited edition gold. That was a. You, you, no, that, that, that was that was that an April Fool's? That was an April Fool's. Dang <laughs> right. I saw yeah. I saw it May eighth, but I was like, eh, that's kind of close. So, no, no. no. We, we I was gonna are, say are, if you do are, that, you got to give Dave a heads up so he can match his Call of Duty camo on his guns. Yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> hey, for 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 a customization fee, we can do it. I mean, but no, that was a. Uh, but I mean, there that was funny because that was an April Fool's joke, but when it was amazing how many people were actually pissed off when they found out that you couldn't buy it. Yeah. They're like, Oh, <laughs> like, we actually, we did just do a, um, just, just for shits and giggles. We did a, an all white site. Um, oh, so white frame, white housing with a white dial and it, uh, it looked pretty awesome. So, yeah, you know, that if, if we can get our stuff together and, you know, right now our, our, our big, our main priority is um, to continue to do what we need to do to, to make the art cells the best it can um, increase efficiencies. So, you know, cause that's the other thing is it's, it is a time consuming process to assemble one site a lot more than we thought it would be. So um, our delivery has been a little slow because of that. Um, so really just button up our internal processes as well as our manufacturing processes and, you know, cause we're only as good as those processes are. And then once we kind of get into where we're feeling more comfortable, um, get into more of that customization stuff yeah, and, that's cool, man. um, you know, being able to kind of build a site truly custom. Um, yeah. so we, we, we've done some playing with it and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, well, you're, you're right on track there. I mean, quality has to come first, right? doesn't matter what it looks like if it doesn't work. So yeah, it's, uh, so then yeah, all right, Scott. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on and dial yeah, Thank you, guys. For all everybody who's, who's interested, check it out. You can go online and customize your own site. It looks sick. Um, and like I said, it's definitely got you know this void idea is definitely something interesting, new. And uh, do I think it's worth the money? Yes, I do. I think it's very unique. And I, I, I you know, personally, yes, I would spend this to get something like this for my bow, especially when I can color color commonize with the lime. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, thanks, Scott. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. The Bowhunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating. 
entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.